Welcome to Views on the News, a podcast series by Propeller Group, where we speak to three industry experts and gain their insights on some of the biggest news stories of the month. That's right, the mayor of Austin announcing that he's issuing an order that effectively cancels South by Southwest. Well, the Norwegian FA have just uh, confirmed that the European Championships this summer will be postponed until 2021. Breaking news in the past 15 minutes or thereabouts, it seems now all but certain that the 2020 Olympics in Japan will be postponed. To say 2020 has been a difficult year for the events and entertainment industry would be something of an understatement. From Glastonbury to the Olympics, the COVID-19 health crisis has cancelled events and gatherings of all shapes and sizes, leaving a considerable void in the schedules of consumers around the globe. But it's not just the fans and festival goers who have been left in the lurch. High passion, high engagement events play a fundamental role for brands in their mission to connect with consumers. So how have they replaced these high-octane moments as we lived out a considerably lower-octane existence under lockdown? On this episode of Views on the News, we get both the agency and brand side perspective as we speak to Charles Gadsden, Director of Globe Growth at Massive Music, the agency behind the sonic identity for leading brands around the world, and George Wood, founder of the Lunar Cinema, the UK's number one outdoor cinema experience, and who at the start of July led the way in the UK entertainment revival as the public returned to the cinema, albeit in their cars. And bringing it all together, you have me, Rory from Propeller. We'll kick off with George, who says brands, including his very own Lunar Cinema, are faced with two clear choices. If you're presenting a, an experience or um, an attraction, a business that is based on a live experience, an out-of-home experience, how can you now adapt that and fill that gap? And obviously there are, there are two options, I think. One is that you look at whether it can be moved into a virtual space so that people can enjoy it through their screens. Um, and in some ways that's been done successfully. Others, uh, I think it really is just a case of treading water and keeping, you know, a brand keeping themselves, um, having some form of engagement. But actually the reality is that the, the core business doesn't exist in this way. It doesn't work in this way. And I have to be honest that for us as the Lunar Cinema, the experience of watching a film under the stars in an amazing setting, which is basically our core business, that just doesn't work if I were to move it onto some online platform and stream a film from your sitting room um that's not it doesn't interest me it's not it's not the collective experience that i think people want uh right now so that wasn't really an option for us for us the the however many weeks of lockdown it's been have been better spent looking at how do we modify the out of home experience and that's the second route that obviously brands have got is that can they adapt and shape their what they're offering into a way that will work that will either firstly be safe but secondly garner the public's confidence because without that you've got absolutely nothing charles gadson echoes george's point that many brands are going to have to find digital solutions and points out that many already are i think the first most obvious impact is that a lot of events are going to be going digital um, whether that means completely moving to digital or creating additional content to create more engagement and interaction. Um, this means that brands still have some opportunities for exposure with the same partners. Um, we've seen recently the music festivals and events like the Boiler Room um, have switched to, to live streams and even for some daily DJ sets. Some of these were quite unsuccessful though and the Ultra Virtual Music Festival um, was actually quite underwhelming, got some bad press. I think though that 
more importantly, the context means that brands have to be uh, more adaptive by looking for new opportunities and partners. As we've seen, a lot of the traditional sports are, are a lot more limited. Um, so brands are now looking to pivot more to esports to fill their communication needs. Um, something that Massive Music have been really focused on recently with a couple of our clients. Um, and you may have seen brands uh, sort of looking more into video games like Fortnite for live shows um, within those uh, universes of, of those games. And I think artists such as uh, Marshmallow, Travis Scott, Dylan Francis, Dead Mouse, and Steve Aoki have all performed on, on Fortnite so far. The biggest ever music concert was Rod Stewart in Copacabana Beach. Um, with like four million people on the beach all singing to Rod Stewart's song. That was the biggest concert ever. I think Fortnite was something like 60 million. The problem with these games like Fortnite and stuff like that, is Travis Scott or Marshmallow going to do another gig? Are we going to get another 40 million? Or is it just become, is it just a sort of a novelty? But look, a lot of the stuff we're trying out now during these times, I believe people are... Uh, able to really push their creativity and think outside the box and, and what is it that we can actually do um, with, with, our, with our interesting brands and, 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 and what can be really exciting and thinking more long term as opposed to this will grab some headlines and then we build off that. There is still much uncertainty about the roadmap out of COVID but what is certain is that once we are free to socialise without the need for distancing consumers will want to celebrate in style. So what will events look like when they eventually return and how will they or we have changed? As, as, as most people know, um, it's most likely that um, events will not be taking place um, until the latter part of, um, of this year and certainly at the presence of a large audience. Um, I think, you know, it's something that we, we both discussed um, just now, Rory, you know, looking at virtual reality concerts and games over the next few years. Um, how this will sort of start playing a role um, a lot more. Um, the positive thing about this is they can be played in front of a limited audience um, with several seats replaced by VR cameras, uh, for example. We, we've seen this happen a few times. I think it's quite in its still embryonic stages, but we're seeing the, the technology and the, with the 5G coming as well is going to really, really help for, for live streaming and allow people to have an immersive and real-time experience at home. Um, Live Nation, they, they did this last year with, with Paul McCartney, Imogen Heap and Gorillaz. Um, I also think they did it with the NBA. So VR concerts or this VR experience not only allows for state safe distancing for people that perhaps might, might want that, um, it's also very cost efficient um, and it and that allows artists um, to explore new creative opportunities and what they can do inside a virtual universe um, is incredibly exciting. It's going to be really interesting to see what uh, the long-term fallout and repercussions of COVID-19 are, but it's an opportunity for us all to almost press reset and think again. Uh, and I've been doing a lot of, you know, discussions and reading about this and this opportunity that we all have every business has a chance now to look at themselves and think if i was starting from scratch today would we do it like this and in so many answers and so many instances the answer is, is is no we would actually do things differently and for us it's a case of 
being as agile and you know smart about how we present what we do in terms of our business and we're offering a, a, an out of home experience for people how can that be adapted to this new world that we live in and i think that it can i think that in many ways what covid will do is speed up the processes that were probably already happening in terms of how people consume media how people you know in apple look at you know want to engage with films um and moving forward i think that it will press fast forward on a few uh, processes that were probably already happening but might have taken a long time 2021 will be an interesting year because that's going to be the year where we start seeing things happening and how they have adapted or not as the case may be and the public confidence needs to be there for anything to work ultimately all of these things are reliant on the public's goodwill and faith in the ability for it to work and for the experience to be worth getting off your sofa for while brands have had to think creatively to find new routes to engage audiences through experiences under lockdown there does seem to have been slightly less creative thinking from brands in their covid themed ad spots even now especially now especially now right now now more than ever more than ever today more than ever today more than ever now more than ever it seems brands feel the need to retreat to the common ground of plinky pianos and equally plinky platitudes but george wood believes that consumers have quickly tired of these tropes i do feel a sense of who am i to judge we were all making it up as we went along with this no one had a plan and everyone was having to adapt and think on their feet but the reality is i think that any consumer would would feel that um brands yeah uh, there was definitely a sense that uh, any form of brand identity or or sense of different new ideas or you know a way of presenting yourself that was unique in a way uh, seemed to go out the window and everyone was obviously having to conform to a new form of engagement and you know how to market themselves and of course it, a lot of it relied on going very somber a bit of plinky plonky piano music and showing that we are human and that we care and all of that but obviously i think that the public are now ready for something else and i think that brands now need to find a new way to get a, a unique voice that won't feel too homogenous that we've all just you know everyone's saying the same thing we all know that this has been a difficult time for everyone now we need to find a new voice and for, for me personally it's that brand identity piece that's interesting as a sonic branding expert charles has more sympathy with the brands for their uniform choices but underlines there has to be strategy behind the use of sound mark ritson wrote a fantastic piece in marketing week around the generic uh, covid19 ads um how they're kind of a, a waste of budget and whatnot and i i do agree somewhat with with what he says but when you're delivering such a poignant, heartfelt message, it would be inappropriate, I feel, to maybe put some heavy metal music over the top of, uh, of such a message. So I think we're all learning and we're all finding out what, what works and what doesn't. Even though um, piano is a beautiful instrument, there's, there's smart ways in which you can, you can use the piano without it sounding generic or, or um, you know, cheesy or whatever. And intermarché, um, used a fantastic uh, Nina Simone track as part of a sync recently. Um, Alliance, um, they used a live performance of Lang Lang, the, uh, the pianist, uh, for a piece of content they created. And Mercedes Benz, um, which my colleague Shai in our Berlin office actually worked on, 
believe it or not, um, use silence. Um, we didn't use any uh, any music for that, but it was creatively it was it was done in a creative way. And then you've got brands again that are, um, maybe don't have such a big role to play in music, but still uh, understood the needs um, from their customers to have uh, an affiliation there and to to provide something. So a good way to do this was branded playlists. Um, Alexander McQueen. Um, they published all the playlists from their fashion shows, which I thought was quite uh, quite cool. Kenzo, um, they curate weekly playlists with different artists. Um, and uh, there was a small Italian handbag company called Medea, who actually got a playlist from Guy Manuel from Daft Punk uh, for them. Uh, Louis Vuitton you used uh, Virgil Abloh um, to create a branded playlist for them. So there's... There's lots of uh, there's lots of brands that are paying attention to to COVID nineteen, but I think it's only a handful that are um, being perhaps uh, strategic and long term thinking about it rather than so reactive. And those were our expert guests' views on the news. Thanks to Charles and George for joining us, and to you, listener, for tuning in. Keep an eye out for more upcoming content from us at Propeller Group, and we'll see you soon. Cheers. for listening if you enjoyed this episode please do subscribe and give us a review or to get in touch and learn more about propeller group check out our website at www.propellergroup.com